welcome to another edition of Get the Life You Love. I'm Phil Parkin. And today I've got with me Patrick Strudwick, who is a multi-award winning journalist. So, welcome Patrick. Love Thank to see you. you. Thank you. So Patrick, we're going to start with the usual question, which is, what's something that most people wouldn't know about you? Um, I think the, the thing that if I look back over my life, all the way back, really, but particularly in my adult life, I think the thing that underpins and defines me that is also really my biggest talent is just sheer naked determination. Um, I, I've been through an awful lot in my adult life in particular, a lot of things that would bring up most people under completely, which I think is what led me to um, developing or doing ME as you would say. Um, but it was, the, it was my sheer determination that got me through all of those things and that saw me through the lightning process and saw me come out of it, not just better in terms of no longer having ME, but transformed in a much more positive way because the, the, sheer, the sheer determination to drag myself out of that well and to never look back and to just carry on is for me the thing that defines me people don't people generally see the surface of you they see um you know the successes and the failures they see how you are as a person they see what you're like um but they don't see what's you know they don't see the cogs they don't see the engine and for me the engine is just like dogged determination to get where i need to go so you're a multi-award winning journalist, as I said, and you write for? The Times, Guardian, The Independent, Men on Sunday, anyone will have me. <laughs> and you've got a whole set of awards for your work. Uh, can you tell us about those? Um, I won Stonewall Journalist of the Year, I won EU Journalist of the Year, I won um, uh, 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 Best Newspaper Feature at the Guild of Health Writers, I've been shortlisted twice for Mind Journalist of the Year, and what was the other one I was shortlisted for? Um, it was another. It was an EU Diversity Award as well. Yeah. So quite a collection. A bit of a, a bit of a clutch. My bathroom is full. <laughs> and your original degree wasn't in journalism, was it? No, it was in classical music. Yeah. Um, I trained as a composer, which is a bit of a sharp left to go into journalism. I find that fascinating. Uh, I've interviewed so many people recently who say they started off in one direction and ended up somewhere completely different that they could never have predicted. And yet, you know, kids are asked at a very young age, well, what is it you, do, you know, you want to you wanna study so you know where you're going in your life? And it just so often doesn't work out that way. So how did you get to be a journalist? Throughout my childhood, I was completely single-mindedly focused on music. You know, from the age of seven, I was constantly practicing, constantly rehearsing. I was at music college from the age of 13. I was completely obsessed. It was all I thought about. I, you know, I didn't pay any attention to most subjects in school because, well, I was going to be a musician, so who cares about maths and science and whatever else? Um, and they went to university, specialised in composing. And again, that was all I thought about until... After I graduated, um, I basically realised that I didn't have the same 
drive, um, the same need to express myself in an abstract way, which is what music is, and actually what I needed to do, because I had a lot to say, was to express myself in a very specific way, i.e. through journalism. I wanted to tell people stories, I wanted to find out uh, stories, I wanted to uncover the truth about things, and so I I didn't train as a journalist, as I said, I, I was, I'd already trained as a musician, but I w just wanted it so badly that I started just hassling people, um, knocking on doors, um, emailing editors, ringing up editors, sending them ideas, not taking no for an answer. If I got no for an answer, I'd come back with different ideas. And eventually, um, one editor said yes. Um, I wrote some articles, got them published. And I took that to another editor with other ideas, saying I've written here, can I, be, can I publish something in your magazine? And from then, it just snowballed. Um, and within, I suppose, a year, um, I'd written for the Sunday Times and just had started, the, you know, the, the, the ball started rolling and, and the snowball started in, increasing in size. And before I knew it, I was, you know, writing for most of the national newspapers. Um, so again, it kind of comes back to my original point, which is just like complete determination to get writing to go. But no, life obviously doesn't turn out how you expect. And, you know, the capacity to adapt is one of the most important things. And what you covered there was something I was going to ask you about. Um, about when you came across obstacles in your career path, how did you deal with them? So, trying to be a journalist is one of those things that people will say, oh, it's very competitive, you know, they can wear you down with those kind of conversations, but clearly that didn't happen to you, and I'm sure along that journey there was a number of knockbacks, a number of rejections, I mean, how many? I, I have no number for you, <laughs> like I'm hundreds. afraid. I mean, well, I still get rejected. Yeah. You know, ideas still get rejected. I still have people not interested. I'm interested, when you had those rejections, how did you deal with it? Because so many people who'll be watching this uh, will come across the same kind of thing in their lives and having some insight into how you get over that would be really valuable. So how did you deal with it? I'd say this, I'd say this, the honest answer is there's two main approaches I had to it, which tossle with each other and they still tossle with each other sometimes. The first is the kind of perhaps the most obvious human reaction to rejection, which is to retreat, which is to say, oh, that's a blow, I feel depressed, I feel helpless, I can't do this. Um, but the other reaction, and the one that eventually always wins out in me, is the one that visualises a positive future, the one that visualises getting what I want or succeeding, um, and maybe you can talk me through this this little element here, where you get a rejection from an editor, and then and you're bold enough to go back and represent another bit of information. Tell, talk me through how you, how you do that, how you get your head around that. It's interesting. Um, when I first graduated, I came to London, didn't have a job. I um, just got the first job I could get, which was selling advertising space. A really hard job, um, a really brutal environment, 
and um, what would happen was I had very strict targets. Uh, it was mostly telephone sales. When someone hung up on me, which they quite often did, uh, I was forced to phone them back and try a different tact. By, by your my, By my boss. Yeah, I was forced to do that. Someone would irately put the phone down. I would ring them back up and say, I'm terribly sorry, I think we just got cut off there. And then try something different. So that was, that was a tough but really useful uh, bit of experience because what it taught me is that... I mean, sometimes I'll put the phone down on you again. But sometimes, if you do try something different, they will say yes. You know, and, and I always keep that in mind that people aren't rejecting you. They're giving you feedback on a particular idea, on a particular thing. So if you offer them something else, they might well say yes. Um, so the thought process uh, can be, when I, if I get a rejection from an editor, um, it can be to go back to them with something else, maybe a couple of days later so they don't get completely sick of me. Um, or, you know, if I, if I really believe in the story that I'm suggesting, um, to go somewhere else. You know, again, it's not a rejection of you. It might be them rejecting the idea, but it's not even a rejection of the idea itself. It's one person saying, this one thing that you are offering is not right for them. So, you know, if I'm trying to... I sp if I'm trying to get a, you know, a ball into a hoop and someone's putting a wall up, well, um, if I bounce it off that wall, it might go in. So the thought process is always about kind of just a bit like a, a, bit like a, a, com a computer game and there's obstacles coming up against you, but just keeping your eye on the target, I suppose, and just being creative, sidestepping, doing something different trying something else, going for a different option, lobbing something else at it, lob lobbing something at a different target, coming up with a different idea. So it's, you know, it's a bit of a dance that's, you know, always hampered by things along the way. Um, but a belief in myself and in the idea, or a different idea, means that, uh, you know, eventually I get there. <laughs> And those of you who also listen to my NLP podcast can probably catch a few NLP presuppositions in what Patrick has just said there. The idea there's no such thing as failure, there's only feedback, that we shouldn't really take things personally, it's just information, that if what we're doing isn't working, we should do something else and being flexible and so on. And th that's such a powerful place to come from. I think it does take a certain amount of experience to decide on the best course in that if, for example, I get an idea rejected from one person, I will think, okay, well, that idea isn't right for them, so I'll give it to someone else. Um, if, say, four or five or six or seven people reject that idea, I might then start to think, well, there is a problem with the idea, so do something different. So, you know, sometimes it's not always easy to tell whether... Um, your approach is wrong or needs adapting or the idea needs adapting or something but 
I think the feedback, if it's wholly negative, from several different people, um, should should start a process of adaptation in you, so that you start to think about what will work. Mm. 